0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. Kent Maddox along with Beverly Maddox. Beverly, we're looking forward to a great day.
1: I know. I think it's really going to be a great topic we're discussing today. It's all about community.
0: We're going to be talking about a transformation community. Uh, It's a very powerful concept we believe the Lord has been talking to us about. We want to let you know about it first and talk about how we can engage together for the purpose of transformation And so it should be a wonderful day together. And so thank you so much for taking some time to uh, tune in with us and uh, share some time with us. we got a lot to lot to cover and a lot to discuss, but we also love starting our podcast with a poem from Beverly. So, Bev, you got something for us today?
1: Well, I thought because, uh, you know, anytime you're engaging in community and especially in transformation, um, you know, you're with people. And I have found that... Um, Just walking humbly before the Lord and living in humility uh, and being able to uh, have conversations uh, really deepens relationships Mm -hmm. and and expands community. So this stirs greater passion, savor slowly hidden treasure. Don't think about the pressure. Perspective has power to change. Fits that may seem strange. Yet the casual observer may ask, should we try to save her? Or should she continue to crawl? Answer that once and for all. Flesh crying, spirit broken, necessary and needed. Humility a token.
0: That is beautiful.
1: (laughs) You say that every
0: time. Well, they are. It's really beautiful.
1: (laughs) Well, it's the line in there that, you know, it's like... Yet the casual observer may ask, should we try to save her? And this is the whole thing about working out your own salvation, Mm -hmm. because when you're in a learning process, there's just you and the Lord. And that's where all of the teaching and that's where the life lesson comes in. And that's where the humility therein lies. And so I think that's a huge part of it is like, I don't think you can save other people. You can only work out your own salvation.
0: And I love the, the thought about humility because I was listening recently to someone talk about Moses. And actually he said he was the most humble man yes. on the face of the earth. Well, being humble doesn't mean you're not powerful.
1: And it right? doesn't mean that you're weak.
0: It doesn't mean you're weak by no no means. it's Actually, I think the true definition of meekness is controlled strength. And so we see Moses, a man who led literally a nation out of bondage, was one of the most humble uh, men, or the Bible says the The most most humble humble. man uh, on the earth. And so the power of humility is absolutely what we need as we walk with the Lord in this season. We're in a very important spiritual season. Uh, We celebrate Passover. If you've been listening to any of our uh, sermons or messages here at Word Alive, if you've not, you can watch those, wordalive.org. We've been preparing our tribe here to cross over at Passover. This year we're saying we're passing over or crossing over for conquest. And uh, this whole decade in the Hebraic mindset, each Passover is important because we're in a decade of war, of crossing over for conquest. Now, that means we have to develop a mindset or a mentality uh, that's different from what we had in a wilderness experience. And so, if you know the story of Israel coming out of Egypt, being delivered from slavery, then going into the wilderness in time of preparation to enter the promised land, I thought about it this morning. God brought them out so he could take them in. But we see a whole generation literally wound up staying in the wilderness. Uh, and never entering to the promised land where God wanted them to be a light, literally the nation of Israel, to be a light to nations. And so the whole concept of transformation began that far back that God brought the nation of Israel, people that were once slaves, now to literally be warriors and to go into and defeat enemies and bring conquest to a land and bring about God's purposes and plans, spiritually speaking. And so it's a mindset that we have to develop that Beverly and I have been endeavoring to do now for years is to find the will of God and the the strategies of God to transform lives, cities, states, and nations. And so we really believe this Passover, this is what God's talking to us about, is about crossing over especially with a mindset that we're no longer in the wilderness just you know expecting god to do everything that god's continuing to do for us but now Whatever he's done for us, let's be a transformational agent.
1: Well, and share it. I mean, I think that's the uh, advancement of the kingdom. These life lessons that we're all learning in our crossing over experience, because we all have them. We all have our own rivers to cross. And uh, specifically, the Red Sea, that was uh, the end of a a true era. I mean, a true uh, generation had been birthed that would go on, and the last generation had died. I mean, literally, they were there until every one of that generation had died. So this was a new conquest for them, mm. and, but they, they still had battles to fight.
0: We believe this is a new generation. We, 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 we believe there's been a wilderness wandering, for yes. sure. Uh, we, we believe that's been a church age, which is not bad, Uh, And the wilderness wasn't bad. That's why nobody wanted to leave it. The wilderness is where they had a cloud by day, a fire Fire by by night, the presence of God in a tent lived with them, manna every day, supernatural provision, their clothes didn't wear out. Divine protection. Well, that's where we've lived in a, uh, you know, in somewhat. I mean, we've not not without wars, but we have been somewhat in a church season and enjoying that, enjoying the blessings of God as a culture. But something shifted and changed uh, during the pandemic, uh, during this COVID pandemic of the past. Uh, Bob Jones had prophesied that when the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Uh, that God would raise up apostolic chiefs and there would be a billion-soul transformational movement. And that happened February 22nd of 2020. And then, boom, COVID came on the scene. And it's like God allowed the whole globe to be shut down, I believe, in preparation for us to cross over in conquest.
1: Well, I I have to say, for us, it was um, an opportunity to just... For a moment to stop because we we had n- never stopped, not since we answered the call and just to observe people and how everyone reacted to it. But I think for me, one of the most intriguing aspects of it, and we we've talked about this before about conquest and uh it, the earth in particular and how the earth really could heal itself if we literally just took one day out of the week and turned everything off, right? shut everything down. And we saw that even in the midst of a lot of fear and, of course, fear of the unknown and people not knowing what was coming next and nobody had any answers. We really had to trust in God. But the earth literally began to heal. Rivers began to clear up. Pollution began to to dissipate.
0: That's exactly right. And
1: so I think that there was such a lesson in that for all of us, and the reset. Even though COVID was uh, just a terrible, devastating experience, uh, mainly because of the unknown variables and the loss of life, but it did give us an opportunity to rethink the way that we're living life and. What is important and who is important and who are we aligned with and what is God saying and are we listening and do we want to repeat the same uh, missteps of the past? Uh, So I think it's been just an amazing learning curve, and it is a time for conquest.
0: We felt it was an opportunity just to question everything. Uh, You (laughs) know, like, why do we do what we do? Uh, Is what we're doing working? And I think that happened from an individual where there was, yes. there's been more job transitions during this last couple of years than ever. People saying, I'm not going to work anymore just because of a paycheck. I'm going to find something I'm passionate about doing, something that's meaningful to my yes. life. Uh, families have changed the way they do life together. Uh, with but churches ch- churches has Absolutely. radically changed. Uh, and so. And so I think it was okay and it's still okay to ask honest questions. And Beverly and I've been asking honest honest questions to ourselves for a while now about what what is God what is God desiring? What is God looking for? Uh what is God wanting to accomplish in the earth? And we've concluded that God wants to transform lives, cities, states, mm-hmm. and nations. That's God's plan for the earth. He wants to see Transformation and has given us the tools and the power to bring about transformation in His principles. Like Beverly said, one principle of God, which is Sabbath rest, that's right, uh, is what began to heal the whole earth. We were forced into a place of rest, but we we witnessed that things begin to uh, come alive again in the earth. As Bev mentioned, clean waters, clean air, because of just one of God's that's principles. Right. And so we wrote a book uh, during this process, a workbook, Transformation Workbook, which is based on four kingdom principles, identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment. And so when we know that these are four kingdom principles that literally can ignite transformation in people's lives. And so this was the fruit of our questioning or what we're doing and how we're doing it Bringing about the results of the kingdom, because we've concluded that just attending church or just holding church services in and of itself doesn't bring a lot of transformation. Well,
1: it's just the the consumer mentality of of how and why you attend church. Uh, I've been very blessed in in my faith walk and in my journey. I really have only ever been a part of three churches, and um, we founded this one. So. Uh, i I think there's just a, a whole different materialistic perspective of you know what what can the church do for me what can God do for me and I think we came into the kingdom with a completely different perspective I was just so thrilled to be saved mm-hmm. I mean truly and then to get to be a part of any kind of Ministry and leadership, and that that God called us to do that. Um, I'm still literally humbled by it to this day. So uh, I think that there's just had to be a shift in the way that we look at our relationship with Christ, the way that we look at our relationship. Uh, in the community of a church family? What does that look like? What does it really mean to you? Are you doing it just out of tradition? Are you doing it out of obligation? Are you involved because you really believe that you uh, have answered a call? There are all of those questions, and and we believe that it's just honest to ask them of yourselves. I mean, why do you even go to church? And one of the things that... um, We really had already implemented that a lot of churches had not. Is we did have technology, Mm -hmm. we had a platform, so we were able to continue to to have uh, service, to to worship together, to do all of the things. And a lot of people have continued online. We we haven't seen um, several of our communities return, whether it was because they were older, maybe a chronic illness, uh, just different reasons. But I feel like we're in a good season right now and that the community of God has asked the hard questions of themselves.
0: I agree. And I feel like that during COVID, the Lord shifted the spiritual inference
1: that's right of
0: what he was doing outside of the church, yes and so for the first time in years, you know Beverly and i have been been in church for gosh since nineteen eighty Seven. seven so mm-hmm. ever how long that is it's I guess 35, 35 years, years. Mm-hmm. and for the first time ever mm-hmm. in our 35 year history of church, we celebrated passover Resurrection Day, Easter some call it. We celebrated that in our home
1: yes. during
0: past, during uh, 2020 we first did. time ever yes uh, and it was glorious. you know being there with our family, the presence of God was tangible. The reality of God's kingdom, of what God was doing in our lives was tangible, and it's like God shifted the spiritual inference outside the church. And so there's been a lot of controversy and a lot of conversation around where people are not going to church anymore, like after COVID, people are not returning to church. I'm not so sure about that that people aren't returning to church. I think what's happening people are actually getting a revelation about what church actually is.
1: And they're they're gathering around their own tables and this to me is the the aspect of it where revelation 1211 comes into play. I, I I've learned to uh because can I share our story? I mean, we really believe we overcome by the blood of the lamb, and the word of our testimony. And so we've shared our story and our testimony with our kids and our grandkids. And after a while, I realized that, you know, it might have been TMI.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too much information. It's
1: like, like, I think they came away kind of going, gracious, do you think we really needed to know all that? But we believe that. We believe that we overcome by sharing our testimony. And a lot of growth has come out of that and a lot of great questions. And um, I had a conversation with my son, Josh, over Thanksgiving this year that just kind of rocked my world. I mean, I came to understand he really didn't know very much about my life story. And so I had an opportunity over Thanksgiving. So I think that's what's happening in communities that more and more as we learn to engage with one another and not just focus on a pulpit ministry, but we realize that we're all, we're not lay people. You know, that's not a Godly biblical term. We're 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 people who are in ministry, and you know how I love to look at it: twenty-four hour a day, seven day a week, mobile arcs of the covenant. That's who we are. The Spirit of God lives within us, and every opportunity. Now, I know y'all probably aren't going to be a heat-seeking missile like Ken. Oh, they are. <laughs> Maybe for you extroverts out there and exhorters, um, but God opens the door, and in your your own gifting, you share your story.
0: Well, I think it's phenomenal that that we're moving toward this concept of uh, understanding the revelation about what church well, what church is about and how how powerful, po- is. powerful it is when we when we look at the book of acts in the early church it was basically a transformational community yes. because they had no bible and they had no building so none of their none of their concepts were built or based around what we know as doctrine church doctrine none of it was based on a building that we gather or a group of people that they
1: didn't have a doctor are like-minded.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. There was no Bible, there was no building. What did they have? They had the manifest presence of Jesus, yes. the resurrected Christ, yes. that when they gathered and ate and 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 honored the Lord through the bread and the wine, when they did that in community, the presence of the resurrected Christ came into their midst. And when that happened, unusual miracles begin to manifest. And so that was the transformational power of the early church. Now, I know you've probably heard Beverly and I talk about this before, but it's very important that one of the biggest revelations we've got to get a hold of right now is the one that the Lord gave Beverly and I supernaturally through our friend, Dr. Ed Ed and Ruth Silvoso, who introduced us to the concept of ecclesia. This is Matthew 16, where it says, I will build my church the actual translation's ecclesia we had often wondered <clears throat> Jesus only mentioned the word church twice in the whole bible told nobody how to build it told nobody <clears throat> excuse me told nobody how to govern it or how to start one and that's strange we thought like Jesus would only mention this important thing because Beverly and I do believe the church is the total answer for humanity. Well, but it we is also, the, the church is the transformational agent and in the earth. We also
1: believe that God is a God of order. I mean, he spoke into the chaos and created. So It makes no sense that there were no instructions until you realize what
0: that word actually is. That word that Jesus used is ekklesia. Why is that important? Because ekklesia was not a spiritual term. It was not a religious term. It was a governmental term. All the disciples, all the people Jesus was teaching knew exactly what he meant when he said these words, I will build my ekklesia. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Because an ecclesia was the called out group of people that had been sent from Rome to Palestine. And their mandate and mission was to cause Palestine to be transformed into Rome. And they were empowered by the emperor with the financial backing and the military backing to get the job done. The ships that brought the supplies for the ecclesia was called were called apostleships led by apostles. That wasn't a spiritual term either. That was just a term of supply, right. bringing it supply to the need. And so, we see Jesus saying, "I will build my ecclesia." Well, now this gets interesting because they realized exactly what he was talking about. And when the Holy Spirit came on the Book of Acts, it says they were empowered by the Spirit of God, and they went everywhere. It says they, not weekly, but daily. God began to add to the ecclesia because they were living in a transformational community. When they ate together, the presence of Jesus showed up. When they were in the marketplace, the presence of Jesus showed up. When they were in an educational training school, Jesus showed up. Everywhere these people journeyed, as Beth said, 24-7 That's mobile right. arcs of the covenant, the manifest presence of Jesus, when when two or three, it says of them, were gathered together, right. Matthew there 18, the there he them. was in the midst of them, and unusual miracles occurred. And this massive transformational community without any building or a Bible grew in Jerusalem alone in one year to over 100,000 followers of Christ, and the whole of Palestine was transformed by this concept. And so... We really feel like that we're in a very divine moment in the kingdom of God that our mandate, Beverly and I's mission, is to help build a transformation community. And so this means, yes, churches, because we believe churches physical churches are still important, a place to gather, a yes. place to worship. But that's not the end all. That's just the beginning. That's just the educational equipping place to equip the people, uh, you and I, to go and to minister. And so we believe, but, but also homes and businesses. Beverly and I uh, are getting testimonies all the time from different people out in the uh, culture that are that the ecclesia is manifesting. I've Uh, mentioned recently where there was a first-grade school teacher who had a revelation. She's like, I'm not just a teacher. I pastor 30 first-grade students and their families, (laughs) and and the anointing is transferred. So just like Paul the Apostle would pray for cloths, or they would take garments from him, and they would manifest the presence of Jesus in different arenas for for the miraculous, she started praying over every piece of art, every... test every writing assignment she'd given these first graders, and they take them home and they wind up on their refrigerator and uh, the presence of God manifested in people's homes. And so you see that this concept of ecclesia gives us a paradigm shift, but we also need a community so that we can encourage each other, that we can share testimonies, that we can be equipped Uh, with the Word of God, with the principles of the kingdom of God. That's why Beverly and I uh, came up with this transformation workbook, so that you'll have a tool in your hands that you can educate yourself and others on the transformation concept of how the kingdom of God, through identity, finding out who you are in God, through alignment, aligning with heaven's principles and timings, like we mentioned the Sabbath earlier, through the concept of ecclesia, what it means to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, and assignment, how to step into your assignment and shift spiritual atmospheres. That's why we wrote this book. It's available at lifeoffreedom.site. But our main theme today is we just want to uh, invite you to consider joining us uh, to be a part of what we know, what we are thinking and dreaming of, actually, as a transformation community, globally, a global transformation community. Uh, You're going to get to meet a guy Uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks that Beverly and I are going to have here on the podcast. His name's Ebenezer. And I recently connected with him, speaking of a global transformational concept. He's an Uber, Lyft, Lyft, Uber. I guess mm. it's the it, uh, Reveille, Lyft and Uber same. So driving, right where you drive, drive, drive people. Uh, uh, Revel's not my angel sitting over here. Well, maybe he is. Revel is
1: our he's,
0: angel. He, he, he's producing all this. I've and, and he's a lot smarter than we are. So I'm asking, yes. So he drives Lyft, right? Yes. Same as Uber. He's driven. He's a single young man, single man, 27 years old. He's driven 16,000 passengers for one purpose, to build a school in Liberia for 1,200 children. That's right. And I FaceTimed with him this week. He showed me the school. There's 1,200 children being fully, totally Mm -hmm. educated in Liberia, free of charge. He pays for all the teachers, food, and all supplies. And he was just finishing a uh, computer lab so that they now have access to the Internet and by driving Lyft.
1: Yes, and all of the funding comes from that.
0: Single-handedly, yes, he did this with God's help and God's grace. And so that kind of concept of transformation, this is what we believe God wants to build a community. Of course, he needs help, right? He does. We need him, right? And yes. so in this transformational community, uh, our friend Breville has his own media company, and his passion is to to show the world transformation and to show through movies and film and art. So you got that part of the transformation community. You have great teachers and preachers of God's word and principles they're a part of this transformational community. You have businessmen and women who who want to give their resources, their life to help fund. So like Ebenezer, he's saying, if we had some type of funding, I could start micro-lending in Liberia to where now, not only do these kids get educated, but now uh, like a, a Holy Ghost Shark Tank, <laughs> 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 like we can fund ideas yes. that they can begin to expand transformation. So if you could dream with us a minute, we really believe God is wanting to use us to help develop a transformational community, Uh We don't know exactly what that looks like. We know what God's been showing us and speaking to us about. We believe our transformation workbook was a first key piece so that we have a form of discipleship. But we really believe that God wants to raise up a global spiritual community of transformation that we will see lives, cities, states, and yes, even nations transformed by the power of God.
1: Well, I... I'll tell you where we started because Kent and I are disobedient. We are SBs. We are Sabbath breakers. Honestly, it is really important to God. This is a word that he spoke to us very clearly last summer he said you have to war from your rest and we have really diligently tried to pursue it doesn't always happen but from sundown on friday to sundown saturday we are really with intentionality resting and listening to hear the voice of god maybe with more intentionality than we ever have so that's a great starting place If you're not taking any time to rest and you're just constantly going and you're not hearing or you don't think that you hear from God, just take a pause and just take that one season sundown friday night to sundown saturday and observe the sabbath and just see what god can do in your life we're really enjoying ourselves we had probably one of the most illuminating back actually the past two sabbaths the lord has really given us a very clear structure for what we're doing right now
0: what we're talking to you about today actually unfolded in our hearts it
1: it while resting
0: on a Sabbath I actually it did I was thinking of we went I had I needed revelation about several things yes. right I've got some engagements coming up uh, around passover that I'm going to need to share what some of what God's saying and doing I've got several projects in the works by the way uh thank you for many of you that Uh, pre-purchased the book that I'm doing with Pastor Benny Hinn. The official title now is Led by the Spirit, What Benny Hinn Taught Me About Empowered Living. And by the way, it's uh, just weeks away from being ready, so you'll be getting your copy of the book in the mail. But we'll also be hosting an online uh, engagement for our transformation community based around the seven revelations that I learned from Pastor Benny Hinn. So, uh, be be looking forward to that, and thank you f- for helping us. But I needed some, uh, and I literally went into that Sabbath like, Lord, I don't know, I don't have any revelation about several things, and literally Bev and I just resting. Relaxing, reading some scripture,
1: just having uh, just conversation, having, having some coffee, having some conversation. Download.
0: All of a sudden, we came out of that twenty-four hour period with so much we revelation uh, that you had to write it all down, just so you you know you can process it. And so, uh, part of that teaching is in our transformation workbook on alignment: yes. how to align with God so that we can have the revelation we need to live in the Spirit, and to see the power of God's kingdom transform our lives, our families. It's a
1: great place to start. Our
0: neighborhood, cities, states, and nations. And
1: I think it, it may be one of the, the simpler steps. It's, it's just taking a moment to rest and to listen and to— let him speak. that That's really the main thing is he's always speaking. It's just, are we, are we hearing? So that gives you an opportunity to just take that pause and just be obedient. The Lord really blesses that. I've seen the blessings in it since we've started doing it.
0: Well, it's a powerful time for, to be alive and to be uh, in a season where God is really restructuring. It's a season of reformation. Yes. Uh, so this is an important time, we believe that God wants to speak to us. And this Sabbath principle is so important. And we believe God wants to establish a transformation community. And so uh, we just want to encourage you, take some time. Take a Sabbath. Listen for God, what He's speaking to you, because we believe God is ready to do some extraordinary things through some ordinary people like us. (laughs) And so uh, we want to give you an opportunity to be a part. It's not fully formed. It's just the beginning stages. But if you if you're in your heart would say, you know what, I would be interested in knowing more about a transformational community, how to be a part of this spiritual community, go to site. okay? Lifeofreedom.site. You go there, there's a page that you can just give us your email. We'll put you on a list as soon as we have this in the next few weeks, uh, in some form or fashion that we can produce produce it, and, and show it to you, Will you'll be the first to get it. In the process, if you'd like to start the discipleship side of things, you can grab a hold of this workbook, our transformation workbook, uh, there on the website, and that will begin a journey. There's beautiful QR codes in there that gives you sermons, messages. Beverly and I demonstrated how to prayer, pray prayer of blessings and renunciations uh, over your gift as you find your identity, and I think it will be a big, big blessing to you. In the book of Acts, it says they daily went from house to house, sharing bread, studying the apostles' doctrines, and the Lord added daily to the church those that were being transformed, and there was no lack among them.
1: Yeah, there's a word.
0: What a powerful community to be a part of. And so that's what we're dreaming about, thinking about, praying about. Hopefully some of our conversation has inspired you today. Beverly and I just join our faith, and we say, Father, we thank you that Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Father, we thank you that Jesus is building an ecclesia. Lord, open our eyes. Give us spiritual revelation. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know the hope of our calling that we might know the wealth of the inheritance that's on the inside of the saints, and we might know the exceeding greatness of your power that you've made available to us, the ecclesia, as we believe. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are speaking to us, the ecclesia, in this season, and you are raising up the ecclesia in the earth. And we thank you for it. Lord, we commit this transformational community to you, Lord, those that you're speaking to, even now, to be a part of it and the strategies and purposes behind it. Lord, we thank you that you're gonna unfold it and it's gonna be a powerful time together. So we honor you and we bless those listening yes. and watching today in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.
0: Thank you for taking time I'm- to be with us. Once again, if you don't mind, go to lifeoffreedom.site. Just give us your email. As soon as we have something in the next few weeks, we'll send it straight out to you. You'll be the first to get the information. And uh, then, of course, you can check in the transformational workbook. Next time here, we're going to be talking a little little bit more along the times of alignment, how this transformational community will gather uh, on a monthly basis. And so it should be an intriguing conversation. As always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We love you. Be blessed. And we'll see you again soon.